mighty fancy automobile. Oh, she's a real road king, all right. Zero to 60 in 7.5. She'll do a quarter of a mile, 13.40. 390 horsepower. 500 foot-pounds of torque. Whatever that is, performance and image, that's what it's all about. There's no such thing as a stupid question. This is Drive Radio. All of your automotive questions are just one phone call away. 303-477-5600. Drive Radio is made possible by the member shops of Colorado Select Auto Care Centers. To find one near you, go to drive-radio.com. Now, Drive Radio on KLZ 560. Okay. Thank you for holding there, Steve and Larry. We're going to get you queued up right away. I just want to remind everybody that we have an open line, 303-477-5600. And I believe we re-air Sunday at 1. Is it 1? Noon to 3. So you can listen to, again, you just can't call in. But you can definitely listen again. If you missed something that we were talking about, you can go back in there and listen. So let's go to Steve. And thank you, Steve, for holding over the break. And sure, you got good a morning, couple- again. Good morning again. <laughs> or afternoon now. Yep. Yeah. You're right. Buenos Aires. My, my fault. Anyway, a <laughs> uh, couple quick questions. Number one on fuel, and that is, uh, here's my theory. I kind of researched it. In a, non, in a normally aspirated vehicle that the, bu- the book says uh, premium grade only, I don't think that's really correct. I mean, we live at 7,000, you guys are at five, and you're only putting out... Uh, well, you got 25, 27% less brake horsepower than you do at sea level. So, as long as you remember to put in premium when you go back down to sea level, I think 85, 87 is just fine. Up here, yeah. 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 Yeah, at this altitude, yeah, that's fine. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yep. I just want to make sure I was on the same page thinking about it. Yeah, you yeah. are. And then, uh, yeah, next, next question the DIA theft issue. As you know, there's some things not good to be number one at. And number two, in fentanyl deaths, not so good. Anywho, I've got a friend also uh, has a talk show on restaurants, books, and he thinks he's got a real good feel-good deal. You don't have one of those clubs on the inside. Well, it doesn't work that way. I was telling Mike, here's the deal. These guys now, they don't even go in the car. They don't use a limit. They just back up on those tow trucks with a slanting bed, chain it up, throw it away. And, you know, the deal is that at DIA, people are focused on coming and going. So it's not unusual for anybody, while they're getting their bags, going in or going out, to see a tow truck, jerk it up the car and take it off. And the only way you're thinking this through to really, I think, avoid that, because that is ground zero for car thefts in the state, is DIA. Most of the vehicles that are stolen are stolen to do other, and they're driven away. And the the club does help. It's just a deterrent, but stalls it. it just, sure. Yeah, it just makes it so there's just one more step to get it. But most of the vehicles that sure. are stolen are stolen to do other crimes with. So they're sure. they're not stolen like for the vehicle necessarily, necessarily sure. with but, a tow truck properties. or anything. Property sitting outside or whatever. Yeah, but it's so lucrative for the bad guys. They got the super sophisticated tow trucks. They don't go in the vehicle. They don't need to. So I'm thinking, get your guys' thoughts on this. Either park in Belay, which has a far better security record, or to Weston, or better yet, Uber, with what they charge for the lay park. 
or have a disposable car that you just take and you're not going to have a lot of heartburn if it gets sold. All the above. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's all those options. Yeah, exactly. And, um, yeah, those tow trucks that you're talking about, they use those for repossessions. And those things aren't cheap. Sure. They're over $100,000 now. If, if somebody's stealing a car with that one, it's probably stolen. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah. I, I do know that a lot of people will park out there. And when they're looking for vehicles that that um, they're trying to find for the manufacturer or whoever because of repossession, those are great places to go get them. But they usually have sure. their PUC on the side. so yeah, And the police can quickly check that PUC and to see if they're correct. That's the other question. That's the other question. You, you got to get a ticket when you drive into that parking lot, right? And you think these guys would have a ticket ID and somehow explain on the way out what they're getting, who authorized it, etc. They have to because it, you well, have to. Not working that way. Not working that way. But anyway, last last question. I'm getting kind of weary of buying fifteen hundred dollars Champion Spark mugs, and it only works for twenty seven. Run up the engine, and then it's, it's there's nothing, and it just to me is kind of ridiculous. I'm getting kind of worried. Of it. Engine is a P, uh, PWJT15. What's uh, that now? The what was the question? I just think fifteen hundred bucks for a spark plug is pretty nuts. That's Volkswagen. It's the way they roll. No. <laughs> I don't know. It, I haven't heard of that. It could but, be Volkswagen, uh, but it isn't. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I haven't heard that, but, yeah. I mean, I know some of the Ford spark plugs are can be $1,000 or so. Or, I mean, they're just different manufacturers, just depending on how they put those in there and what all has to come off in order to do them. But, yeah, 600 to to 1000 I just think 1500 bucks. For a spark plug that only works twenty seconds, and the rest of us of the time is nuts. Personally, I guess, yeah, I guess that would be crazy for twenty seconds. And there's only two of them per engine. Hmm, not sure. Yeah. All right. Well, you guys said you guys said any engine, right? Yeah. Call on call questions on any engine. Oh, well, depend. Well, I'm not going to work on an airplane. Uh, yeah, so I'll tell you that right. <laughs> and uh, yeah, not familiar with that oh, I, particular. I, yeah, I, I got a full disclose. That's one of the cool fan jets they stick on biz jets. And Matt uh, Whitting, great agent, and it says the price of the just goes up in there. It's just crazy. Huh. Anyway, enjoy the show. Thanks. All right. Okay. You too. Have a good day. All right. With that. Let's go to Larry from Parker. How are you doing, Larry? I'm doing well, sir. How are you? Good. Thanks for holding on. What can we I do have, for you? I have a question. I'm interested in a new Honda CRV, and uh, I had an older one, which is a 2.5 liter, if I remember correctly. But the new one seems to be a turbo, if I understand it correctly, a turbo 1.5 liter with a CV transmission. Uh-huh. That's a much smaller engine, same size car, and a CRV is a good size car in my opinion. Is that a little too much for such a small 1.5 liter engine? No, no. They're getting good power out of those. They're, you know, they've they've proven those to be a pretty good power um, powertrain for that particular vehicle. So, as, as far as 
straining the engine or putting any more uh, workload on it, it's no big deal. Right, exactly. Yeah, they're they're getting a lot out of smaller displacement nowadays for sure. The they just run, you know, with the turbos and stuff like that. The the power's there, and then with the CVT transmissions, they're in that power range quite a bit. So you know, whatever you need, it it can deliver. So they're they're a lot better for sure. And you know, and definitely go out and drive one. And do you take it in the mountains a lot and things like that, or? Not really, but that's that's a potential in the future. Sure, right? yeah, but yeah, I would I would go test drive one and just see what you think about it. But it, it, you're probably going to feel that it has more power than your your previous one. What was what year was your previous one? 2013. 13. Okay. Yeah. yeah. It'll be. And so you'll feel that it has more more all the way around power, more than likely. I mean, I. I I, I couldn't compare them, but, yeah, but I would say... You wouldn't notice a loss of power, right, for sure. They, exactly. they run pretty good. Yeah. What about as far as uh, longevity is concerned, and also uh, with the uh, turbo, more maintenance possibly, or what is your opinion on that? They're doing a better job with the turbos anymore. Right. And, and the main problem with those was lubrication. Right, and... It, how they're driven yeah so yeah that's one thing but less there's no there shouldn't really be any more maintenance or anything like that no the the thing with turbos is they operate off heat so when you're when it's boosting it's producing a lot of heat so if you if you live right off the highway and you get off the highway and you pull right into your driveway that turbo is probably not going to last as long as if you have you know three, four, or five minutes of stop-and-go driving before you get home and shut it off. A good practice with turbos on any turbo is to at least let it idle for a couple minutes before you shut it off when you, when you, before you shut it off. Especially if you've been driving down the highway and you pull right. into a gas station to get gas. Right, exactly. You shouldn't just shut it off. You should let it run for a little bit, cools yeah. down, because the oil is there to cool it down. That's what right. the whole oil is, is doing. Yeah. And they also sometimes have coolant going through them to cool them down a little bit. Correct. But yeah. when you're driving down the highway, they get, they'll get the glowing if you're yeah. using them a lot. Exactly. So if you pull into a gas station, you let it cool down, run idle down a little bit for, like he's, like Ken's saying, for three, four minutes, then shut it off. Well, those turbos last a long time. A lot longer, yeah. yeah. And make sure you do your oil changes when you're supposed so, to. Yeah. yeah. Use That's the, it. Yeah. The... Good quality oil. Premium, yeah. You had mentioned something about oil and turbo. Is that a separate oil? No. No. No, it's, it's all engine oil. It's engine oil. It just it just has a tube that will circulate oil through your turbo. Yeah. Yeah. And the turbo operates at such high heat that it has to be synthetic. It has to be, you know, good top-of-the-line oil and um, and changed on a regular basis and things like that. You just use a good oil filter and a good oil change, and you're fine. Yep. Absolutely. One more question, if I may. Sure. Used cars, purchasing a used one, let's say a 2020, 21, as opposed to a brand new one price-wise, if you can afford a new one, are you better off? Is there a better uh, bargain all around? Just depends. You, you need know. to shop, to be you, honest with you. Sometimes right. they're it's cheaper to buy a newer one. Right. They have more incentives, Yeah. but sometimes they're not. Yeah. So you just have to ch- shop around and see what you can find. Yeah. There might be someone getting rid of a Honda, you know, that uh, th- would you want for a lower price just because they need to get rid of it and they need to move on from it. You, you know, yeah. it's yeah. options. Yeah, and it's, yeah, and how, you know, how has it been treated prior to you buying it too and things along those lines. And 
and it depends on if if you're in a pinch to buy something then you might have to buy something used that you can find something used that you want but you know if you're not in a pinch and you can wait six months to either order something or if they have something in stock new and with financing and things like that it might balance out to yeah it might be cheaper or you know it might be the same or you know, or maybe there's somebody selling a used one that's in really good shape. I mean, it's just, yeah. yeah. You got to do your right you place at know. the right time. Yeah, yeah. you got to know what you're paying for. Yeah, and do some research. Yeah, definitely. and what you're willing to pay for. Yeah. One more question, if I may. What is your opinion on Subaru Foresters? I like the Subaru product. My wife has one, a Subaru Outback, and yeah. the, the Foresters are, you know, they're just a, they're, they're not as, a, the Outback's a little bit higher grade. Their upper line. That's like an option or something, yeah. or an option package. But the Foresters are a bigger vehicle, yeah. all the way around than the like the regular Outbacks and things yeah. along those lines. We have a lot of them out in our. I live out in Elizabeth. We have a lot of people that have them. Yeah, they do great in the snow. They're great vehicles. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, gentlemen, thank you so much for your help. You're you welcome. Bet. Thank you. All right, with that. Glade, hang in there. We're going to take a quick break. You're listening to Drive Radio on KLZ 560. At Napa Auto Parts, we've been the most trusted name in auto parts for over 80 years. Probably because we've never stopped looking for ways to make the great parts we sell even better. It's a commitment to quality you'll find in every one of our 310,000 parts. From the bacteria-killing surface on our cabin air filters to the patented damping mechanism on our drive-align belt tensioners to our revolutionary new Adaptive One brakes. And Napa parts are covered by a warranty that's good at any of our 6,000 Napa auto parts stores nationwide. Yeah, maybe you don't get this at your average auto parts store. But at Napa, we've spent the last 80 years making sure we were anything but average. To find the Napa auto parts store nearest you, go to NapaOnline.com. Napa, get the good stuff. With over 125 locations in Colorado, southern Wyoming, and western Nebraska, there's only one place to get the good stuff. Napa Auto Parts. You are responsible for making sure that you are properly insured, but you're not alone. While Paul Leuenberger believes in personal accountability, he wants to make sure he's setting you up for success as your home and auto insurance agent. Paul will teach you about how you can save money on your premium while being fully covered in case of a loss. Your insurance should be for emergencies, not petty cosmetic issues. Insurance is not a coupon, your bank account, or for maintenance. Paul Lewinberger will tell you that your insurance is for emergencies. And when you work with Paul, you'll be rewarded for your diligence. Ask him about their incentivizing rebate program. Take a higher deductible and take responsibility. It's just one of the ways they can afford to keep their rates low. Take control of your life. Take responsibility for your insurance coverage. Call Paul Lewinberger with American National Insurance now at 303-662-0789. That's 303-662-0789. If your engine doesn't leak oil, but you have to add to it between oil changes, where does the oil go? The problem occurs when piston rings clog with carbon and then allow oil to blow by the pistons and burn in combustion chambers. The best service shops use a BG product BG. that cleans the engine in just 15 minutes. Find a shop with BG products at bgfindashop.com. That's bgfindashop.com. It will protect your engine and your pocketbook. Find a shop now. Go to bgfindashop.com. Choosing Lone Tree Veterinary Medical Center almost 20 years ago 
was one of the best decisions we ever made for our pets. Hey, this is Scott Watley, and I know it's a busy time of the year for all of us, but it's no reason to forget about our pets. Our pets are a part of our family, and they need their checkups and preventative care just as we humans do. Whether a pet is new to the family or has been a family member for many years, regular checkups are the foundation of our pet's overall health. Depending on your pet's age, a preventative care visit will include the basics, such as an exam and vaccinations, diet and weight management, and parasite preventatives. But it could also involve a spay or neuter discussion, microchipping, concerns about house training or behavior issues. At Lone Tree Veterinary Medical Center, the medical team will take the time to get to know your pet and address the concerns you have about your pet's care. It's what your pet deserves, and it's good medicine. Whether your pet needs medical, dental, or surgical care, boarding, grooming, behavior training, pet foods, or pet care products, you'll find it at Lone Tree Veterinary Medical Center, the place where my pets go. Call today, 303-708-8050. That's 303-708-8050. And don't forget to visit their website at LoneTreeVet.com. Okay, we're back. You're listening to Drive Radio on KLZ 560. We got about another 45 minutes left, so better get your calls in. We got to get your questions. Okay. We'd love to answer them. So, let's go to Glade from Brighton, and thank you for holding on, Glade. Hey, you're welcome. Love your show every week. Well, thank uh, you. You're one caller about a uh, police car. I bought a 2015 uh, State Patrol Dodge Charger. Uh, mm. One thing it had is had three thousand idle hours on it, right? <laughs> yeah. And it had a hundred nine thousand miles. Okay. Yep. So I, but uh, the cool thing about it, it's a little spunkier than the other average ones, but it's the five seven Hemi and it's all wheel drive. Right. Yeah. And and it's it's been a fun car. Uh, one drawback is you have to put door handles in the back. <laughs> right the perp the perp area yeah uh, we go out to eat i always have to open the door for my wife if she's in the back and, uh, <laughs> but i've been i've been pretty impressed with it i put some 18 inch wheels on it it's uh it was the last year they painted the top of the car black oh okay and so i've been down 76 and i've had people come up behind me real fast and they don't pass <laughs> <laughs> it's like yeah I, I can't be pulled over if i stay behind them <laughs> yeah yeah so it, it's been a fun car i'm i'm impressed with the performance it, it's uh five seconds to 60 maybe five and a half seconds to 60 miles an hour sure yeah, an all-wheel drive. Yeah, that makes yeah. makes yeah. a big difference. And a, a state highway car would be a little bit better because they're usually on the highway driving around. So right, they do yeah. idle, but they're probably not doing like what the in-town police would be doing. Right. Yeah. yeah. Well, uh, I I noticed that a lot of the in-town cars have plastic back seats, and sure. I think that for maybe some DUI people that get sick, yep. and they throw right. up. Right. Easier to clean up. You know, yeah. Yeah, uh, I would. I I like the highway car a lot better. So yeah, okay. Gov, Gov deals state Colorado called Gov deals, and they have yeah. one every once in a while. 
Oh, sure. That'd be a better yeah, place but, to do it. Well, and, you know, and, and that brings up one thing, too, is so on these police cars, too, they do a lot of electronic modifications also. So yeah. and then that brings back to memories to having to get in and repair some of those where they pulled their equipment out and, you know, there's bare wires, things like that. But I mean, that's, yeah. it just depends on the units you get for sure. Yeah. Uh, there's uh, there's a lot of stuff on YouTube on the cop cars, and that uh, uh, th- it doesn't have daytime running lights. Uh, it doesn't when you lock it. It doesn't have uh, it doesn't beat the horn. Right. Uh, so they uh, the interior light doesn't come on when you open the door. You have to manually turn it on, and it has a red light for in the dark. Oh uh, sure. Yeah, that's all because they didn't want the people knowing. They didn't want to get out of the car when they're sneaking up to get somebody and (laughs) have the horn honking, you know. (laughs) Right. So, yeah. 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 You know, and and probably there's probably a lot of that stuff that can be turned back on using, you know, getting into the body module and the scanner and turn that stuff back on to make it normal. But who knows? You know, it's uh, obviously it's not an issue. And, Glade, you mentioned about the back seat being plastic. I had a, a tow company. We towed for Rappo County Sheriff's Parker and State Patrol. And yeah. a lot of times when we had the DUIs, you know, people lost their lunch, so to speak. <laughs> yeah. We wouldn't, yeah. the tow drivers, we don't need to get in the car. You just have to put it yeah. in neutral and yeah. turn the key on. And, and, and yeah. that's all we needed to do. So then we would tow it up. We wouldn't yeah. bring the car up. We would make the customer go get their own car. Because we we're not going to go sit in that. And you should have yeah. seen how mad they would get at us. We're like, well, we're not oh. pulling it. You did it. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. You did That's it. your mess. These are your biologicals, not ours. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. then they'd ask for like a cardboard or something. Well, we don't have anything. Sorry. <laughs> you know? yeah. So wow. they'd have to, and, oh, it's nasty. And when I purchased this car, I was looking on what that year of Charger was selling for. Uh, it was about $4,000 left. Huh. And, okay. And it, and it worked fine. I took uh, I took the stock wheels off and put on some aftermarket. Sure. To be different, but yeah. Uh, it's it's been a fun car. I had a neon SRT four before this, and my my wife hated it because it would tell you there was going to be a crack in the pavement sometime soon. Because it would it would you could feel the crack. You coming. could feel every little every little uh, yeah. pebble on the yeah. ground. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, it was, but it was fun. It yeah. Was fun. Sure. Yeah. That's what we like. We okay. like fun cars. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it's, uh, I went down, took the resonators off, give it a little bit more tone. A little more. Yeah. A little yeah. more sound to it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. That's but, great. Yeah. Have them look into that. Gov deals. And uh, you might, most of them, most of them, they're 16s and 17s they're selling now. Oh, okay. And they're, they're, they're silver or blue because all they do is they put stickers on them instead of painting them. Sure. And so the only thing that makes it look like a cop car is it still comes with a spotlight. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah they don't take those off. Yeah. 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 Now, there's a whole bunch of holes drilled in it. That's right. Put rubber plugs in it, but, yeah. but all the other stuff, yeah. Yeah. So, well, good. A little food for thought. And there's a, there's a bunch of stuff on YouTube about buying an old cop car and stuff. And I, I like the idea that it was a state patrol and not an in-town city cop car. Yeah. yeah. I would like that better, too. Yeah. 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 All right, Glenn. Alrighty, thank you, guys. Appreciate thank it. You. Great. Thanks. All right. Let's go to Chris from Centennial. How you doing, Chris? Hi there. Hey, Ken. This is Chris. Hey, Chris. With the Aval- yeah, with yeah. the Avalanche. Yeah. Yes. Well, 
with my 3,000-mile ski trip, I eventually had my throttle body repaired in Salt Lake City. Oh, okay. Um, on your way back? Yeah. Yep, it kept going out on me. Okay. They were able to get it in. I went to a dealership, and they were able to get it, you know, get it done the next day. Oh, that's good. But, but they did gouge me. I could not believe, you know, I sort of did some research afterwards, seeing it was sort of an emergency thing. Right. Uh, it, it died, I bet, ten times after I talked to you. Oh, okay. Sometimes it would start right away. Sometimes it wouldn't. Oh. Um, yep. But the part... The part was five hundred and some odd dollars. Uh-huh. I pr- priced it here, and it was like, you know, hun- less than two hundred. Hmm. Uh, but you know, and it's that it was that throttle body right in the front, which you could, you know, four bolts and right. it comes out real easily. Yep. <laughs> so, yeah. So that one bummed me, but, but we got it fixed. Um, but I do have a question regarding my four wheel drive. Okay, um, right. Yeah, you had that message coming on, too, as you were taking your trip. Right. Too. Yeah. And, you know, and I did leave it in four hot, or four auto. Okay. Uh, most of the trip, but a couple times, I'd get out and it'd be in four high. Uh-huh. I could not, you know, I would not, you know, get out of it. Right. And then eventually it did after a few miles. Yeah. Uh, and then yesterday, or the other the day before, last Sunday... The traction control, you know, and then service thing came on, and, you know, the engine, you know, everything ran fine, huh. but it another warning. So what do I need to do with my four-wheel drive? need to scan it and see what codes it's setting and get that figured out. Okay. Uh, and you said the traction control or the ABS? No, I think it's traction control. Traction control, okay. The, and then... Down I-70. Okay. So that, yeah, there might be, I mean, there again, we'd need to scan it and see what's coming up on the on that system also. See if it's sensing something with a, yeah, we just need to see what's, what kind of codes it's setting for sure. But that's, that would be our first step. See what's, see why they're doing what they're doing anyway, because they're giving you error messages. So it's sensing something. Is it within that electric motor that? That moves the could be forward. yeah could be that the switch could be in the harness uh yeah there's a sensor in that transfer case sometimes those can be replaced separately from the actuator but most of the time they come with the actuator so but with scanning it you can figure it out yeah mm-hmm. okay all right well Love your show, and uh, have a great day. Appreciate it. Thanks, Chris. Glad you made it Made it back okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Sounds good. He, he called me. Uh, he was just leaving Colorado. He just got on an I-80, and the first message came up um, with the throttle body. It's like reduced power, all that stuff. Oh, no. Yeah, so he was just starting this two-week vacation, and... Yeah, there it goes. But, but he said yeah. he was able to shut it off, restart it. So here he, we go clear out. You're right, and then he was able to drive. And, yeah, but probably kept having to do that the whole trip. He said just kept giving trouble. So isn't yeah. that funny? Yeah, that yeah. happens. So. Yeah, first day. <laughs> I mean, it's yeah, <laughs> yeah. All right, with that, we got two lines open: three zero three four seven seven fifty six hundred. Jeff, hang in there. We're going to be right back. We're going to take a quick break, and we'll bring you right back up. You're listening to Drive Radio. 
Have you been thinking about a new pair of glasses? Maybe some prescription sunglasses? Well, look no further than Stack Optical. Since 1968, yes, you heard me right. Since 1968, Stack Optical has been providing the most comprehensive quality ocular care for their patients. This family-owned business is proud to be one of the few optical offices that has their own on-site eyeglass production and eyeglass repair studio. Stack Optical, located at 2233 South Monaco Parkway, features the most extensive lines of eyeglass frames, sunglasses, and contact lenses to ensure that you love your appearance and experience superior comfort. Our comprehensive eye exams proactively diagnose eye conditions and diseases while providing the most accurate vision care. We welcome you to experience a lifetime of superior ocular care from doctors that are devoted to your eye health. Call now for your $69 eye exam, 303-321-1578. At Stack Optical, you'll see the difference. At Napa, we're always trying to make the great parts we sell even better. From the bacteria-killing surface on our cabin air filters to our revolutionary new Adaptive One brakes, and every Napa part is covered by a warranty good at any of our 6,000 Napa Auto Parts stores. Yeah, maybe you don't get this at your average auto parts store, but we've spent the last 80 years making sure we were anything but average. Go to NapaOnline.com for a location nearest you. Napa, get the good stuff. With everyone wanting more of your money from eggs to gas to taxes, how do you keep more of what you've earned? Call 720-895-0500, Affordable Interest Mortgage, where we can show you how to pay less interest on your home, have access to your equity for 30 years, and be prepared for unexpected expenses or emergencies. The market has changed. You now have more buying authority whether you want to purchase with a rate in the threes on a 3-2-1 buy-down or refinance and pay less interest to own your home faster with the Asset Manager Mortgage. Call Affordable Interest Mortgage, 720-895-0500, where we've been serving Coloradans for over 20 years. Government agencies continue to raise the cost of financing, whether to purchase or refinance. Let us show you how not to pay these increased fees with loan programs designed to pay less interest and put you in control of your equity. If you want to purchase a home with the rates in the threes or you want to have access to your equity, call Affordable Interest Mortgage, 720-895-0500. In these difficult times, you can still save. 720-895-0500. That's 720-895-0500. And the MLS 298-191, regulated by DORA. Have you ever thought about owning a classic car, hot rod, older truck, or an out-of-the-norm vehicle? Worldwide Vintage Autos is the place to go for all your vintage car and truck needs. With over 80,000 square feet of indoor showroom and warehouse space, they make the shopping experience easy. Every vehicle they sell is checked out by their own staff and is verified as a roadworthy vehicle, and this includes consignment vehicles. When you buy a vehicle from Worldwide, it's a vehicle you can safely drive home. They sell over 1,200 vehicles a year, and most of their inventory comes from people like you and me. If you want to eliminate the hassle of selling your vintage or unique vehicle, give them a call today. By the way, sign up today for the VIP list. They'll give you updates on all their new inventory that the general public doesn't see yet, and it's at a discounted price. Worldwide Vintage Autos. Don't let the name fool you. They sell worldwide, but their showroom is right here in Denver. Find them today at WorldwideVintageAutos.com or call 877-378-4679 and make sure you tell them John Rush from Drive Radio sent you.
Okay, we're back. You're listening to do, to Drive Radio on KLZ 560-303-477-5600 is the number. And we're going to go right to Jeff from Montana. How you doing, Jeff? You found your problem? Um, no, I was actually calling because I had a follow-up and I, I'd uh, forgotten to ask it. And that's, uh, you know, when you're pulling fuses, fuses are doesn't matter which way you put them in. Uh, when I pulled the relays, I noticed that some of them were one way. They'd only fit one way, but others I could put in, you know, I could I could flip them around 180 degrees. Are relays like fuses in that it doesn't matter which way they go in, or do you have to keep track of the direction? Yeah, you need to keep track of the direction. And usually okay. if you look at the ones you haven't pulled, however the writing is, is, is the way you want to put them in. Um, so like they're, you know, there's upside down or, or not, and just keep them in that same pattern. Okay. So they are directional. They are. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cause one side's the field and then one side's the, the switch. So. And, and if you put them in back, are you going to blow them if you put them in the other way? No. Or just not gonna work? They just won't work. Yeah. Okay. Alrighty, that's that was my question. That's what I needed to know. Yeah, okay. and sometimes the cover when you take off the cover that was over the the relays, you look it back at it, it'll show you which way to go to. Sometimes, yeah. sometimes, yeah. Okay, I had not noticed that. I noticed the uh, the uh, fuses uh, had a thing, but yeah, yeah, they actually all all the relays. All the fuses are, if I hold it one way, uh, I can read them, but then I have to crank it 90 degrees in order to read all the relays. So Right. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah the uh, Yeah, so my... If you look at the side of the relay, it, it'll say what pins are what. And pretty much you want to have power on the field side. So... Uh, and then it grounds the other side. I mean, that, that's kind of vague, but uh, yeah, it says it gives the diagram of the relay on the side of the relay usually. So which pin does what? Okay. All right. All righty. That was it. That was uh, a question I actually had for quite a while. I didn't know about the difference for those. So yeah. Um, now I know. Yeah, if they're a five pin, they're easy. If they're a four pin, you got to pay a little closer attention for sure. Yeah, I actually have a four pin, but it's kind of in a T. You have three across oh, and sure. one down. That yeah, yeah, that one was easy. And then some of the five pins too. So yeah, but uh, these other ones it was like crap. I wasn't paying attention. <laughs> what do I have to do? Easy to do. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Nah, but not pay attention when you're in your eighth decade. Get distracted. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's hey, it's how it's how it rolls, I guess. <laughs> it, is, it is. Thanks again, Jeff. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Let's see you. We got one line open: three zero three four seven seven fifty six hundred. Let's go to Willie from Denver. How you doing, Willie? Hey, hey, doing pretty good. How you guys doing? Doing real good, thanks. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Um, I have a nineteen eighty three Cadillac Vanderbilt, and I lost the keys to it. And I went to uh, Ed Bozard. They gave me new keys, but uh, somehow those keys won't unlock the car and won't turn the ignition over. Uh, you guys know anyone that repaired that, or what can I do to resolve that problem? 
Hmm. Did does that one have the chip in it, or or you just the the key that you got is just doesn't turn the turn the lock? No, it doesn't turn the lock or the ignition. They said they do have the chip in there. Yeah, probably what it is, they changed the lock somewhere down the road. Yeah. And so it doesn't match up with the VIN now. Right. So you kind of need a locksmith. Yeah. And Okay, just, mm-hmm. Uh, sorry, yeah. And it, it, did it have the little chip in the key, that little black thing up close to the, up to the, in the key itself? Do you remember? I don't remember did it have a little black. I know it had a black covering over the key. It looked like it was oh, okay. a, more like a covering than anything else. Okay. I think that was before the security resistor mm-hmm. in there. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So, yeah, if you can probably just change out the lock cylinder would probably get you that. Could, yeah, you could do it or, that way or yeah. a locksmith. Yeah. Locksmith might be more expensive. Right. Yeah. Than changing out just the lock itself for the car. Yeah. But either way, the steering wheel is going to have to come off, and yeah. you know, there's a lot. And then it won't match the door. Right. That's well, why you call a locksmith. Yeah. It had two keys anyway, right? One for the door and one for the ignition. Yeah, the round yes, one. It did. Yeah. Okay. Uh-huh. Did, did they make you one for the round one for the door? Yes, they made one for the door and the ignition. And uh, when I tried to uh, uh, unlock the car, it wouldn't unlock nor get started. So, yeah. Okay. So, uh Time yeah. for a locksmith. Yeah, because they're going to have to do the door as well as the ignition. They lock. can match it all up. Yeah. Okay, then. I appreciate it, guys. I uh, enjoy listening to your radio show. Well, well thank you. Thank you very much, Willie. Okay, now. Have okay. a great weekend. You have a blessed weekend as well. Sure thank well. You. Thank you. All right. Let's go to Jerry. Uh, yeah, we, there you go. Jerry, you there? Yeah, I'm here. Okay, what can we do for you? Well, I have a 2013 Charger Pursuit. was a uh, county sheriff car. And I was having a good time driving that car until one day it didn't recognize the key fob. So I, this is like last November. I unplugged the, uh, or I just battery. And uh, I think I let it, overnight i can't remember but anyway then it did go again and uh i think it went for a week or two and then it happened again this time that uh disconnecting the battery didn't work and um when i would try it it still was not uh recognizing the key fob and then also like the gauges would cycle and also the wipe the wipers would come off. <laughs> I think those are separate issues. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. There's um, what is it called? The it's kind of the integrated fuse box anyway that has mm-hmm. security issues or it has the security circuits in there and things like that. And then there's also a wind module on there since it's not is and it's a push button start. Yes. Yeah. So a couple different things that could be an issue there just by the symptoms you're describing anyway. The the totally integrated um, fuse box and then the... Yeah, like the power power distribution box. Right, exactly. Yep. And the 
the wind module the wind module is the security module part of that so mm. if it's not if the wind module doesn't get the power that it needs from the fuse box then that can trigger that but if the wind module fails or has an intermittent failure then it can trigger that or <laughs> the keys themselves can do that or you know or it could all be related to the fuse box too so it's kind of hard to say where the problem would be at but definitely need to get in and figure out what what's what there yeah it's, you know it's not showing any kind of um check engine or anything like that i it, guess it, I wouldn't, guess it wouldn't with wouldn't that, that huh? right it wouldn't with that, that because that's not part of that's more the body controls not the engine control oh okay well i guess i'll have to look into the wind module and how to check that out yeah i mean and it sounds like so if it's not recognizing the key that would be a security issue and have to get in and and test that particular system you know, I thought I'd just go through the uh, power distribution box and try to, you know, wiggle everything. Couldn't uh, hurt. All the relay, use everything in case there's a connection. Then I think I saw something on YouTube where you can, there's a some kind of a little box on the, like, negative or positive battery terminal that can be an issue of connecting. Some kind of a weird little thing. Hmm. Doesn't sound familiar, but... Yeah, that that doesn't sound familiar, but not saying it's not a possibility, but I just, yeah, it just doesn't sound familiar. Could be connection problems, like corroded uh, yeah. connectors. Oh, yeah, could yeah. be. The, could the, 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 the fuse boxes usually fail internally, so by moving stuff a lot of times won't make anything happen, but in some cases it can uh, temporarily. Mm-hmm. It'd more likely be the wiring leading to it or something, huh? No, it's the internal failure on the fuse box. Hmm. Okay. Well, it seems pretty simple. It's just a bunch of wires and connectors, isn't it? Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it just unplugs and plugs in, and then it has to be programmed. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. All right. But anyway, I do really like driving that car. Oh, sure. Yeah. They're fun. They're fun. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Has, like, W-rated tires on it. <laughs> nice. 250-plus, <laughs> huh? <laughs> well, I, I think they're uh, one hour at 180. Oh, okay. All right. They probably I've run out of gas heard. before then, but, you know, hey, that's okay, though. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I'm not going to be going that fast. You're right, either. exactly. I don't. For one thing, I don't have all the uh, arrow pieces under the front. Some of that's kind of busted up. Oh, sure. So losing my ground effects. They're right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> might get a little air under there. Yeah, <laughs> gets a little juicy. Oh, they're right. All right. Well, thanks, Jerry. Well, I, appreciate, I appreciate your help. Thank you bet. You. Thanks. All right, with that, we got a line open, 303-477-5600. Steve, hang on. You, we're going to have to take a quick break. You're listening to Drive Radio on KLZ 560. At Napa, we're always trying to make the great parts we sell even better. From the bacteria-killing surface on our cabin air filters to our revolutionary new Adaptive One brakes. And every Napa part is covered by a warranty good at any of our 6,000 Napa Auto Parts stores. Yeah, maybe you don't get this at your average auto parts store, but we've spent the last 80 years making sure we were anything but average. 
Go to NapaOnline.com for a location nearest you. Napa, get the good stuff. You listen to Drive Radio because you have a lot of questions about your car. You have questions about what kind of oil to use, what the best tires are, where to get the best parts. But have you ever asked what will happen to your car after you die? Did you know that if you don't have a will that specifically states what will happen, a probate judge will order your family to split your car evenly? And because you can't cut up a car into pieces, your family will be forced to sell it and just split the money. According to Michael Bailey, the mobile estate planner, it is estimated that two out of three people don't have a proper will in place. And oftentimes, things like your favorite classic car are accidentally forgotten completely. Michael understands that the only way to be absolutely certain that all of your final wishes will be honored is to take a small amount of time to talk about it. 720-394-6887. 720-394-6887. Call Michael Bailey, the mobile estate planner, right now to set up a free consultation and make absolutely sure that you don't leave anything to champ. Few things are life-changing. Your wedding day, the birth of a child, an oil change. Wait, what? Yes, an oil change can change your life if it comes with a peace of mind that if your engine, including the fuel system, fails, you're covered for life. The BG Performance Oil Change comes with free lifetime protection for your engine and fuel system. Find a shop near you at BGFindAShop.com. That's BGFindAShop.com. BG. Do you know that your windshield is getting more expensive to replace? Most vehicles have options that help keep the vehicles from avoiding accidents or even keep it in the traffic lane. These windshields require more than just a replacement of the glass. They also require a calibration of the computer system to make sure everything is operational to the specifications the manufacturer set when the vehicle was built. You can't trust the traveling glass replacement shop to do these necessary calibrations as they require special equipment and in most cases an indoor shop to perform the calibration. We have two Novus locations that can replace your windshield and also do these calibrations. Novus Fort Collins and Novus Sterling. Both are fully equipped with the latest technology to service your vehicle properly. Find either location by going to any of our websites, ready-radio.com, drive-radio.com, or fixitradio.com. Just click on the Novus link. That's Novus Autoglass. Okay, we're back. Last 15 minutes of Drive Radio, so we'll get to the phones right away. Let's go to Steve from Pueblo. How you doing, Steve? Uh, pretty good. I have two projects. Uh, one is a 1999 Ford uh, F-250, and it's immaculate, except it's got a blown V10 in it, which doesn't surprise me. Um, at what point in the life of the V10s did Ford fix the problem with spark plugs because they had a bad habit of blowing a spark plug out? And uh, then I believe the V10 has now been replaced. Uh, but what did they replace it with? Well, the first question is the V10, they never did fix that problem with the spark plugs really? that I know of. Yeah. Ken? I mean, I. It, it seems like as long as they were torqued properly, they there wasn't. Really and you an changed issue them often. Them. Well, and you didn't want to let them sit in there for a hundred thousand miles. Right. Well, and it wasn't because that was ninety nine, so that was really before the 04 extended tip, all that stuff. But oh three, whatever, mm-hmm. five four. But um, yeah, did it? Yeah, I mean, yeah, and uh, yeah, they never really fixed that issue. It was no. just more of no a care. yeah. But did the engine blow like? 
lower end or something or well i haven't i haven't gone out and looked at it but i i you know i've been kind of looking for a motorhome for a few years and oh. and i've come down to the fact that uh that the best engine for a motorhome if it's if it's front front engine is is the, the old 454 is just a a, a battle tank engine and the v10s i uh, ford seemed to cop the the market on v10s from or, or motorhomes since about 2000 and they've all got v10s in them yeah. and it's just like holy cow yeah. well my question my one question was other than the v10 is putting i wonder if if how hard it would be to put a, the 460 into that it would probably have to be standalone, wouldn't it? Uh, well, I don't know. Issues. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's, Issues. yeah, you know, you'd probably be better putting a 7.3 in it. Or, D, <laughs> I mean, if you're paying. Oh, God, I would love that. You're right. But, I mean, it's just all going to cost because somebody's going to have to figure that out yeah okay exactly change the whole okay. harness around. yeah i mean unless you go back yeah. in with what is already in there which is going to be sure you know what it's going to cost and then yeah so yeah. it's yeah and, trying and to adapt something in is going to be harder yeah way way I harder know. and stuff and, but as far as replacing yeah. the v10 i don't know if they re- what did they replace that with I, I i don't think i i don't know yeah uh yeah, just the more recent, bigger gas engine. I don't know, other than the five four. Yeah, I think they might. I think maybe they. I think both General Motors and Ford went to. Uh, they upped the size of their their traditional V8s. Yeah. And I'm not sure I've done any homework on that, but I kind of I kind of felt the same way. You know, it's like, gosh, do I want to do a standalone? And and of course the the diesel. Uh, 7.3 is, gosh, you know, you try to find a truck in good shape with the diesel in it. Yeah. But that you, you answer my question. Second question is that I've got a 2000 one fifty that's a beauty. And, man, I get, I'm get i getting this just chatter. And I'm, I'm pretty much traced it. I'm pretty sure it's going to be the power steering pump. And... A good way to check that, and this is true or false, I got to take the serpentine belt loose, right, to get the power steering pump off. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. So why can't I take the power or the the uh, the serpentine belt off and then start the engine? And you can. if yeah, you can do that. Yeah, and then see if the noise I goes can away. Do that. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yep. Yeah. Well, you yeah. know what I'm hoping for is that, and it's not valve noise. Oh, I mean, okay. sometimes yeah. it's not even there. Could be a pull. And it's yeah. uh, it. Uh, so, you know, it's like holy cow! I hope that's the right pulley. Yeah, so right. I don't yeah. know what other type Just, of pulley would be involved in that. Yeah, pull the nope. belt off and spin each pulley. Yep, and you'll see what it is. Yeah, we're gonna have to move on. More. Okay, we yeah. got a few other okay, colors. Thanks, guys. All right, okay, appreciate it. Thanks. Let's go to Bud from Commerce City. How you doing, Bud? Good morning, Ken. Morning. What can we do for you? Hello? Hello? Bud? Can we put Bud on hold and go to Doug? Oh, do we? Okay, Bud, you there? Yes. Oh, there we go. Can you hear me? Yeah, Yeah. we can hear you. Okay. Just general question on reliability, life, and 
injector life on the little V6 Duramax that goes in the smaller GM pickups. Uh huh. I have not What's heard. Yeah, I have. I have not run across any issues uh, different from the even the you know V8 Duramax and things along those lines. They all seem they, to they're be. They're good. That's pretty, a good motor. Pretty reliable. Yeah. Yeah, I've I talked to a person once that got really good mileage with it, and I've got a very old V8 second generation uh, Duramax that I love. So sure, I appre- I appreciate it, and you guys have a good day. Well, thanks you for too. the call. Thank you, bud. All right, let's go to Doug in Lafayette. How you doing, Doug? Quick question: uh, I got a '94 Grand Cherokee that the squirrels chewed the harness off inside the engine. And oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, we're here. We're here. Okay, and uh, I had a guy put them all back, fuse them all back together, but my battery still drains, and I don't have windshield wipers. Is there a way to hook up a computer to find out where all that's supposed to go? Not on, Not that on 94. One. Right. We'd yeah. Have to, yeah, just have to get back into the wires and see if there's something else chewed or something along those lines, especially or- if there's a drain. Yeah, yeah, or okay. did he wire something right? Yeah, because yeah. there's well, that, that's that's probably the problem right there. He didn't wire anything right up. Yeah, yeah. So. yeah. that's a okay. schematic time and and uh, trace every wire down. You're right. It'll exactly. take you a little bit of time, but that's yeah. the best way to do yeah. it. Would it, would it, uh, how about putting a new harness in it? Would that be better or no? It would be better, but it'd be expensive, and I don't know if you can find one. Right, you'd have to go to okay. a junkyard. Yeah. And you okay. might have the same yep. problem. And then you'd have to pull that yeah. one out, and then you'd have to pull that one out, and then you'd have to put that one in, and, yeah, it's a, yep. it's a lot of work. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Well, thank you so much. Yeah. You bet. All right. Appreciate it. Thank you. Yeah. All right. With that, we got a line open, 303-477-5600, but we're at the end, so thank you yeah. for coming out and helping out. Oh, glad yeah. glad I could make it. Yeah. Yeah. So it's, uh, it's always good to be here. It's, you know, it's a good good show to, you know, just kind of – express our you know express to people we're out here for you yeah and helping them out yeah Yeah. why don't you go ahead and give all your information out yeah so i'm out in uh, tune tech automotive in aurora it's colfax and 225 roughly just east a little bit of 225 and address is 14851 east colfax and my phone number is 303-364-3391 yeah i appreciate it anything coming up in the future uh, you know i mean just nothing really nothing too exciting just you know keeping everything rolling and trying to keep on top of everything you keep riding your bikes and yeah i got mountain bike and just got back from arizona for some riding in there and stuff like that so got that going on and yeah any specials coming up that we know of <sighs> nothing that i can think of right offhand Cause sometimes napa has some and yeah sometimes and, you participate in those right and i I haven't, you know, they always have something in the spring, and I can't remember, yeah, I, I can't think of anything right offhand. You know, like we were talking earlier, though, it is it is getting springtime to where the campers are getting ready to come out and oh, the trailers yeah. and all that it's stuff. It's time to so. get those wheel bearings repacked and get right. your camper cleaned out and get make, the cobwebs out of it. Make sure the brakes are working good and all Look for leaks. Lines, right, exactly. Yeah, look for leaks, clean them out, yep. blow out the dust. Yep, exactly. Yeah, take it for a ride before you just go up to the mountains because yeah yeah you get up in the mountains and there's not a lot of places but yeah just the road being on the road and having something fail is is the worst on a vacation exactly yeah Yeah, take it yeah Yeah, lawnmowers too is a good time to get them out 
all your summertime equipment and things along those lines. Change oil on them and get them ready or right. put new fuel in them or yeah. whatever you need to do. But Right. Yeah. yeah, there's a lot to that. And yeah. Keeping everything rolling, rolling for the, rolling for the summertime. Sharpen the blades. Yeah. Yeah. Or replace them. I yeah. have to replace mine. Do you? Yeah. I, oh. I chop, you? I chop up a bunch of rocks and stuff, gravel type yeah. stuff that, yeah. Usually I have to, they, they shorten about an inch every year. Yeah. So, so I got to replace them every year because there's usually a balance problem. Oh, really? With yeah. your blades? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah. On your big tractors? Yeah. Oh, on the, yeah. On the, just the lawn, riding lawnmower. Okay. Yeah. Because yeah. it's got three blades going across there and, you know, and all of a sudden you'll, you'll hit something and all of a sudden there'll be a big vibration in the whole, whole tractor. So, oh, yeah. so I or, or, usually order three sets at a time. So <laughs> ordered them last year. I've got another set ready to go on. So that's what I always do. I always have spare blades. Yeah. So. You have to. Well, we don't thank you all for listening. You've been listening to drive radio and I hope you have a blessed week. Thank you. Still haven't had enough? Go to drive-radio.com. Email your questions and comments. Download previous programs and find lots of useful information, including your nearest Colorado Select Auto Care Center. That's drive-radio.com. Thanks for listening to Drive Radio, sponsored by the member shops of Colorado Select Auto Care Centers on KLZ 560.